Hey ladies, welcome back to Restoration of Women's Virtues. This is where we're talking about how does Jesus want to live his life through us as a female? That was the question that I asked the Lord after I had invited him into my life. And so I just want to encourage you, if you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, everything that we're talking about here depends on that. And that was the day that my life changed forever. I was sitting at home by myself reading a book by Pat Boone called A New Song. He was talking about having a power in your life. And I said, Lord, I want that power that he's talking about right there. I, I always had had something in me that would rise up and meet the, the big issues of life. But it was the little everyday maintaining day in and day out things that would get me down. Like the Bible says, the little foxes that spoil the vine. And so I asked him, I said, Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life. I've always believed you were the son of God and that you died for my sins. And I'm asking you to come into my life right now. And I want, I want to know the power that this man is talking about. So that word power has always been a key word for me. I've always felt like that if, if something was promising you something and it was supposed to work, then it ought to work. I mean, if the clock's on the wall and it doesn't work, either fix it or take it down and get a new one. And that's the way I always felt about things. So when I wanted my faith to work, and that's what I was seeking the Lord for. And that's when he started showing me uh, the role of the woman. And as we talked last time about the discovering that we were both made in his image, male and female created in the image of him. And that um, there was two kinds of power in the universe. The whole universe is exhi exhibiting the power of God and the glory of God. There's two kinds of power. There's the power of authority and the power of ability. And, and the first, uh, one of the first scriptures I think that he took me to was in Galatians chapter four, where it says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. And literally, if you if you work that out in the literal, it says he born himself of a woman. So in the fullness of time, I started thinking about the fullness of time. Well, we're anticipating today the return of Jesus Christ. And what was it about the fullness of time? I remembered back in Genesis 15, 16, where it says when he was promising Abraham certain things about his seed. And he said, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So there's a cup of sin to be filled up. And once it gets full, then God begins to move. And um, the 13 sins of the Canaanites in those days, let me just read them to you and you'll identify with what's going on in our culture today. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is because our place as women, our purpose, position and power makes a big difference. We just saw that in the fullness of that time, Jesus born himself, if you will, of a woman. So the, the women's ministry, the women in Christ are going to make a play a big part in the return of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's so important that you and I find out what our part is and get in the position that he's called us to. Because when this thing starts moving, it's gonna move fast. The 13 sins of the Canaanites, when he was talking about the Amorite's sin is not yet full, was homosexuality, incest, inordinate affection, adultery, idolatry, profanity, bestiality, witchcraft, and then that's running rampant in the earth today. Whoredom, dishonored appearance, murder, stealing, and lying. That could be today's newspaper. 
And so in the fullness of time, Jesus came forth through women and, and the influence that they would carry to take it to the rest of mankind. So I just want to encourage you that our influence is very, very important. Amen. And so um, I told you last week that I had something exciting I wanted to show you. And I, I felt like this was very exciting uh, when I was seeking after God. And how do you want to live your life through me, Lord, as a female? And uh, one of the first things he showed me after Genesis 1, 26 through 28, where he showed me that we were created male and female in his image. We were created in his image. And that's when it struck me. I had a revelation. Oh, me as a female, I'm created in the image of God. Wow. I never thought about that. And so I started investigating. And the next thing he took me to was in Genesis 1, 14 through 16. And um and it, I'll just read it to you. It says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And as I got to looking at that, <clears throat> And, and I'm an investigative reporter about these things. I like to look up words and um, I dissect them. And I, to me, when you do that, you get a bigger picture of the picture. It just adds to your picture. And when you get a picture on the inside of you of these things, then that, that's what we call revelation. And when you have revelation, um, it's, it's not so easily stolen from you. That's, that's, that gets you established in something when you have a revelation and so in Genesis 1, 16, God made two great lights. I, I, I saw this when I was looking at it as the male and the female picture of God out in the, out in the heavens. Because it tells us in Psalm 19, 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. And so um, the two great lights, the greater light rules the day. And the word rules there is has a dominion. The greater light has a dominion over the seen world, the world that you can see, the day. And <clears throat> what would you consider the greater light if you look into the heavens? Well, the greatest light out there is the sun. So the sun would be the greater light and it has a dominion in the day and in the, 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 the world that you can see. And the lesser light, <clears throat> excuse me, would be the moon and it has a dominion or rule, uh, and it will rule over the night or the world you can't see, the unseen realm. So we see that we're live, we have two worlds to deal with. And we're going to take this into the place where the male and the female have their realm of authority and rulership and dominion. And that's what we're looking at. So in, in Psalm 19, 1, where it says the heavens are declaring the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7, it says, A man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he's the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. So you have the greater light, the sun, that has a dominion or rule over the day, the seen world. Remember, we have two worlds, a seen world and an unseen world. And then you have the lesser light, that has a dominion in the night or the unseen you don't see in the night. You can't see as much in the night. 
and her, her rulership, her dominion, her anointing, if you will, where God's presence is at its best in her is in, in the unseen realm. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, the world's system, just the secular world, will call that a women's intuition. We have a knowing of things that aren't real obvious all the time. We just pick up on them. We just sense them. <clears throat> and that's kind of like our little radar. And it's good that we have that. But it's, it's for the glory of God to be used for his purposes. And so when I saw this, I thought, well, the, the, the heavens are declaring the glory. <clears throat> the sun is the glory of, of the seen world. And the moon is the dominion of the unseen realm. And the heavens are declaring God's glory. And the woman is, is shining the glory of the man. The woman is the glory of the man. The heavens declare God's glory. So if you look into the heavens and you see the sun and the moon, that's manifesting God's glory. The moon representing, I think, the female, the unseen. They're showing us the glory of God. And what do we see when we look into the heavens? What is the greater light? What is the lesser light? The greater light would be the sun. The lesser light would be the moon. And then he made the stars a lot of, in the New Testament. The stars are likened unto the body of Christ, the church. So um, the whole heavens are declaring God's glory. Amen. I just think that's worth meditating on. And, and I started seeing that, the, you know, even in the natural world, the secular world, the sun goddess it's the sun, the sun god and the moon goddess. It's, they've all put a male and a female image on the sun and the moon. Even the other foreign religions have put a, a male and female image on the sun and the moon. And God is declaring his glory. When we look into the heavens and we see the sun and the moon declaring the glory of the Lord, what is that happening? The moon has a dominion in the night seasons. The sun has a dominion in the day, the world you can see. And the moon satellites the earth, but it's reflecting the light of the sun. It's like, um, what, what was it said that the, the, the moon is the, think of the sun as a light bulb and the moon as a mirror. And so if you look at that in the male and female roles, the image of God, the woman, it says in the Proverbs, is a crown to her husband. That means the word crown there means to encompass for attack or protection to compass him about for attack or protection. And she reflects the light so he can see. And we'll get into that later as we see uh, why she was originally brought forth. That's what we want to do is find out what was her purpose in the beginning. But we, we went into the heavens to see the glory and what he's saying to us. His whole creation is to function together. And what is he saying to us in all of this creation? So let me just finish with this part about Genesis 1, 14 through 16, and the sun and the moon being, they're, they're there to be signs and um, um, for signs and seasons. So we see the male and female image of God being displayed in the heavens, the sun ruling the day as the male has dominion in the seen world. We, we hear it called a man's world. Well, in some instances, ladies, that's what it is. He's moved by what he sees. He's like the sun shining up there and the moon satellites the earth and reflects that light from the sun. Actually, uh, the moon doesn't have a light of its own. And I think, I know this is going to cause some screeching, but um, 
I think we're out trying to shine our own, our own bright lights. I have two males sitting here staring back at me while we're talking about this. <laughs> but I do believe the women are trying to be men and we're trying to shine our light and their light and we have a light to shine of our own. That's the whole point of this message is that God has a place for us and we want to be in somebody else's place. But he has a place for us and it's powerful. It's a very powerful place to be and it's our design place. To, to be the female made in his image. So just give me some time and let me share these things with you and you'll learn to see it. You'll learn to see the power that's in it. And as you put it to work in your life, I promise you, you will see the power. Go to work in behalf of your relationships, in behalf of your children. If you're not married, you may have children from a marriage and, and uh, you're going to have boys to raise. And you need to understand and respect the role that the male fulfills in his image of God and the female and respect yourself in the role that you play in, in your image of God. Amen. I will say, ladies, that even from myself, many years ago when I started coming across this message and started learning this for myself from God, it's, it's not always easy. And, but, you know, walking in the steps of the Lord is not an easy thing. I remember our pastor years back used to say, it takes a strong heart to walk with God. And what we're going to be talking about is going to take a strong heart to make the changes that we may need to make and allow the Holy Spirit to conform us, if you will, into the image of Christ. So you come back next week and we'll see what the moon does on the earth, how it affects things on the earth, because we can identify with that. Amen. God bless you.